I will try and go live and see if we have a success. We are live. Hello, hello, hello. Greetings. Hope you guys are doing well this fantastic Tuesday. A little bit overcast here in Ontario. And yes, I'm in Ontario, California, not Canada, at Porsche Ontario. In front of this wonderful, beautiful race car, it's 991 right in the background, which is absolutely spectacular. So hopefully you guys are doing extremely well. Um, forgive my demeanor, my eyes, look at my eyes, I'm a little bit red, I'm a little bit tired. Um, just been dealing with some crazy stuff, personally. But um, hopefully it'll come to pass. And it's just, some changes have to happen in my life, which is good. But um, it's going to be a fantastic voyage nonetheless. Ryan Chalmers, you beat me to it. I am doing okay. Hello, Ashen Campbell, good afternoon to you. What a beautiful Porsche surrounding you, says Uri Parse24. Yes, it's a 991 courtesy of Porsche Ontario. And I am here indeed, and it's good to see you as well, Ryan Chambliss. Ralph Dane, sick pound to you as well. Hopefully you're doing great. Hey, Ty Wayne, good afternoon. How are you? And thanks once again to our friends at Porsche Ontario for allowing me to use your lovely facility. It's a little overcast outside, still warm, a bit humid, and in here it's just a pleasure. I'm gonna switch around. For those of you on, on YouTube, forgive me, I can't do that. But for Instagram, my family, I'm gonna switch this around and you can see what's, what's lurking behind me right here. And look at that. It's a beautiful showroom, has like some nice photographs on top, pictures of customer cars near the airport and when you're on Ontario Airport indeed, which is pretty cool. And then just a Taycan right behind there. It's pretty, pretty nice indeed. So here I am. I'm doing great, thank you so much, um, despite the conditions, um, dealing with some stuff uh, internally, which is okay, but um, I'm staying positive and things should be good. Oriparse, thank you so much. Liking the Porsche behind me says Relentless Racing, who is AJ, who I love very much. AJ is a brother of mine, brother from another mother, taught me so much about road racing. And the last time I saw this other track was in Fontana, and the proprietor for this particular establishment, the general manager, his name is Mark Machant, he's a hardcore racer hardcore enthusiast and loves teaching people how to drive so just like you AJ he's an instructor and you know he's just an amazing individual he comes from the UK but it's really a hardcore enthusiast and that's what I love about this as well this is episode 180 Ryan 180 Tech Tuesdays back to back to back unfailingly whether it was an anniversary or holiday the birth of my son <laughs> whether I was ill with, <laughs> with the corona vaccine whatever the case may be I am here you know Mar Marcel Bell says Honda or Porsche I like both I think of me as the Jay Leno of performance automobiles you know Jay Leno loves everything from steam cars to modern exotics I'm the same way I honed my teeth in Hondas that's where my my love for automobiles really pretty much started, I should say, but yeah, my love for modifying automobiles started. And then I branched off into Porsches recently and also into Hyundais and into Fords and you name it. And I have Caterhams and Volkswagens at the shop. So yeah, I'm all about that. Thank you so much, Relentless Racing AJ, and for being such a great individual to influence my driving style so positively. AJ taught me that smooth is fast. Instead of me being jerky and being a drag racer on the, on the, on the road race strip, he taught me how to take things very nice, you know? Thank you, Marcel. Hello, Monty Staggs, who is also the GM of Turbo Smart USA, and he is the master of everything that has to do with turbocharger controls. You see my blue Porsche? It's on there. You see my crazy, like, like, like 935 we built for, for Rod Chung, the red one with all the beautiful art around it, courtesy of Ornamental Conifer? 
turbo smart controls. Even when I build my EVs, he has access to these beautiful water pumps that look like turbochargers, and I use them on my EVs. So yes, in my EV cars have these weird turbos on them, which are pretty much water pumps courtesy of Marty. Marty, thank you so much. I appreciate you indeed, and for also becoming a very close friend as well. Um, which, which is better, J series or C30 series? Well, J versus C, they're both V6s. The architecture is quite different. The V in the C is much wider, closer to a 90, and the uh, 60 in the J series, which is quite different. The cross-sectional area of the port of the C series is superior, so you can make, have a lot more power potential with the C series than the J. However, in terms of engineering, the C series has titanium rods from the factory. J series does not, has standard iron rods. But beyond that, the C series is it was in the Halo NA1 and NA2 NSX for Acura, which shows it's the best of the best and helped really push the VTEC technology to the masses and was competitive for Ferrari, for Ferrari, which did it very, very efficiently. Well, the J series is something, an engine that you see in everything from the Odyssey to the, you know, some of the elements to some of the um, 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 uh, CRVs. I think you may even see it in the, um, I'm drawing a blank now, the pickup truck that uh, Ridgeline, V6 <laughs> Ridgeline, well, and Accord. So it's quite ubiquitous, but it's more of a, an economy V6. Now, in terms of pricing, the J series is much more cost-effective, obviously, than the C series. I've seen blown up C series go for like $15,000, blown. But a J series, I picked J series up for 200 bucks. So in terms of one to take around with, I have a lot of fun with, the J series fits the bill. But if you want something very elegant, and I've seen people have C series in other platforms, especially off-road vehicles, the C30 has a lot of potential, and also the C32. And you can stroke it at C38 if you so desire. Yeah, Hyundai, thoughts on the Kona N, says Rob Rob. I'm telling you, the Kona N is amazing. I haven't driven it, but on paper, it looks great. If it's anything like the Veloster N in a CUV form, Hyundai will have a winner. Now, this was spearheaded by engineer Beerman. Albert Beerman was the head of the BMW M division years ago, and he jumped over to Hyundai and now headed over the N division, which is quite interesting. So when you drive any of the N models from Hyundai, you tend to feel this German influence in it, the steering feel, the chime, the burble, all these things that you tend to expect with BMW M vehicle variants, you see those in the N line from Hyundai. So that being said, even though I haven't driven it, I anticipate it, I anticipate it being a very fun CUV. I drove today a Kona, a Kona Electric, same dimensions, but that one has a lot more pizzazz. We have more torque, I don't know, because this thing can light tires up like crazy. That is my Kona EV, my Kona Electric is ridiculous with torque. But we'll see what happens when I do drive one of those. And I think they're gonna come with a, a dual clutch transmission, so that should be a lot of fun indeed, you know? El Maxi says, hey, BC, I miss you so much. Thank you so much, it's so great to be missed. I appreciate you indeed. I am here in beautiful Ontario, California at my second home away from home, Ontario, Port Porsche, Ontario, which is great, and I wanna thank Mark and Manny and all the team here at Porsche Ontario for giving me such great hospitality and providing me this beautiful 991. Look at this thing as a background. How, how sick is this? It's a Porsche Super Cup vehicle. And I saw this race itself. I saw it do some autocrossing at the California Speedway in Fontana not too long ago, which is pretty great, you know? Love these lives. So much great info and awesome cars. Thank you, KTM 690SMCRYVR. Good seeing you. That's so good to hear from you indeed. Thank you, appreciate that. Phoenix 930, courtesy of Dortmore in Germany. Um, hello, Sean Tucson, good seeing you. Wow, so Patricia, PCP Rocks, wants this in the background. Patricia, I can probably make that happen if you're really serious. 
<laughs> Patricia is someone who we love dearly. She was pretty much the coordinator and logistics in terms of everything that had to be done on the most recent Multimyth Busters filming. She is amazing. She made our life so much easy. When it came to like setting things up, getting things transported, even at something as simple as taking care of us with our meals. She was just on it and amazing and she's just second to none. So we appreciate you, Patricia. Appreciate you so much. Come to Seattle, says Marcel Bell. You know, I need to. Now that I have my two injections, that'd be good. I'll take that, I'll take that. Thank you, Maggie, appreciate that. So this is a prototype post chamber for a 997 that I have here. James, your exhaust is here. Everything is good. I'm gonna throw this on and should be good to go. But, um, so, I haven't been to Seattle in a while and I wouldn't mind. I used to race in Kent, Washington every year, once at least. And then when my business took off, I didn't have a chance to do that anymore, which is sad, you know? BC says, Brusco Cappuccino, I'm looking for a good daily family car. Use under 15,000, 2013 Volvo XC90. Those are not bad at all. Not bad. Um, I love the safety aspect of Volvo. I love the prestige and how that looks. That's not a bad vehicle at all. Um, wow, that's, that's, that's not bad. But you know, I'm at a Porsche dealership, right? So I'm crazy. I, you can, for that price, you can, you can get, close to that model year, a Porsche Cayenne. <laughs> just, just putting it out there. And I think they may have someone a lot here, but just putting it out there, under 15K, the Volvo XC90 is a nice opportunity, especially for safety. But safety and performance, don't sleep on the Cayenne. You may have some fun with that, indeed. What do you think about two to three speed EV transmissions and race top speed, said Philip Stressler. Um, I think it's okay if that's the cause, if that's the case. Now, in the vehicles I build, I tend to use architecture that has an integrated motor, Brushless, of course, three pole, AC, synchronous, with an integrated transaxle and also an integrated inverter all in one. So it's a very nice packaging. And with the RPM capability of that, plus the ratio that's inside the transaxle, multiplied with the tire sizes I typically run for myself and my customers, you can get to 165 miles an hour with a single speed. Now, that's really cool. And the beautiful thing about electric motors versus petrol engines is that electric motors start off with high torque and kind of keep that torque based on RPM pretty high across and tapers off very nicely as RPMs and, and speed increase. However, petrol engines start off with very low torque, build up to peak torque at peak, you know, build up to peak torque at a certain RPM and then fall off quite rapidly again. So for you to stay in a sweet spot to continue accelerating, you have to have gears to shift. You need to be able to Go up in the RPM range, shift back, go to the RPM and shift back. There's no need for that. Now, in the event that you want to get more higher speed, in my case, higher than 165 miles an hour, I have three things I can do. Um, I can change my tire and or differential size. Um, I can try and raise the RPM capability of my electric motor, which can be a bit of a challenge in terms of reliability. Or I can go with a two-speed transmission. And what that does, it allows me to get to the RPM band peak. In my case, most of my cars are anywhere from 15 to 18.182 RPMs, as the 18.2, 18,200 RPMs. And then I can shift and get even more speed out of that. The challenge is it adds more complexity, it adds more weight, and above and beyond that, think about it. You need to have very strong and robust components to make that happen. So on the Taycan, Porsche did a smashing job in really re-engineering a transmission just for that duty alone. And until Taycans become extremely you know, popular out there and people start you know, crashing them and you can pick them up and so on and so forth and repurpose them or if you have the budget to buy something bespoke, it can be a very expensive excursion. Mating a high performance, high horsepower, high torque 
electric motor to a standard petrol transmission, it would be broken quite easily. So, Philip, I know it's a long answer to a short question, but hopefully that helps, you know? Hello, Cindy Kelly Mays. Good seeing you as well. It's always good seeing you, Cindy. Cindy's the one who hired me and brought me on board to Pharma and impacted my life so positively. Always good to see you. Sassy Agent. Hello, Sassy Sis. Says, hello, BC Bro. You've been the, you have the best shares, BC Moto. Thank you so much, Sassy. She is a hardcore, very successful agent in terms of real estate. If you're in the greater Orange County area and you need a house, hit her up, DM her here. She is connected. She is the lady. She knows what to do. I need to contact her if I end up moving to, <laughs> to the Orange County, if I want to be around the Orange Vale. Um, Exley is asking, am I gay? No, I'm not. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm not. I prefer the female type. Um, thanks for the info, says Ashton Campbell. I was trying to decide between the two, but not more to more info on the C-Series. I'm going to do some more research when I have time. Sounds good. Um, and hopefully I was able to help. Can't wait to see you on the runways. Can't wait to be there as well, sassy agent. Hello, Africa. Oh, there you go. So James, your, your thing is here. I already have my modifications done, so we're going to put that on and hopefully have some fun. And James is uh, Mr. JMJ, very good friend of mine. And uh, we've been together since, wow, I met him in 19, I think in April 1993. And we worked at Circuit City together. That's how long ago we've been friends. And he's been a very positive influence for me indeed. Trisha Damore from India, good seeing you. Thank you so much. Would there be an electric 935 available in the future? Um, in terms from Porsche, I haven't heard anything. Maybe, but for, from BC Motor, definitely. That's our goal. Vamp RR, good seeing you indeed. Philip Stracer, my pleasure. Porsche Register, all the way in Liverpool. I will be in your neck of the woods in August. Look forward to seeing you again. Um, it's been so long. Blue Wagon fan. Thank you, West A Moving. Wagon is in the, in the home office, in the showroom, chilling. I'm here, however, around magnificent automobiles and great staff at Porsche Ontario. And behind me is a proper 991 race car, which is a lot of fun. And the last time I saw the track, Mark Marchant, who's the general manager here, was driving that like just, just, just flogging on the track and it was taking, it was, it was great watching him race. It was really good, you know? Um, let's see. I have a technical question for you, says VAPRR. I have a K24A, what VTC actuator would be the correct one to use? For example, I use a stage two cam, but actually it would be good. It depends. It depends. It really, really depends um, on the stage two cam you have. Some stage two cams are so aggressive, there's no need to go to a 50 VTC actuator. Um, you can get away with going as far as 25 to 30 and be done with it. Because if you start going really far in terms of advancing intake cam, you can have valve-to-valve -valve interference. So let me know what stage two cam you have, and then I'll be able to point you in that direction. But if in doubt, for, from a power potential, and you can ask the cam manufacturer, go to 50 because it gives you more range of motion when tuning. And then when tuning, as you go up in increments of your cam angle, you start with zero cam angle, tune that, do 10, 20, 30, you start seeing very little gains as you go from, let's say, 20 to 30, and maybe you start doing the 35. In that case, just stop there. No need to do that at all, you know, which is great, you know? Um, Queen of the Vans, who is a wonderful individual. Rose is fantastic. I love her very much. Says, they say one generation learns a technology, it becomes much easier for the next. Do you see coming generations having the same fanfare on modifying electromechanic cars like post-World War II eras did? Unfortunately, I don't. So the scary thing, Rose, about the question you just asked is as I interact with individuals, especially the youth, even coming out of university or supposed enthusiasts that I want to interact with, a lot of them are not interested in really getting their hands dirty or really exploring avenues that have not been walked. 
They prefer things to be laid down for them. And if anything, they are more interested in connectivity. So it's almost like I've heard some people say this in the OEM space that connectivity applications, digital applications are the new hot rodding, which saddens me a lot. And that's why it's been my personal agenda, my personal crusade to do a great job in building automobiles that are EV in nature, hot rodded on the electromagnetic space, but also very attractive and exciting. Not mundane, not looking like a weird blimp, not looking boring, just really exciting 935s and Porsches and some other things that I'm not going to name very soon because I want to I really you know, help people. So that being said, um, I don't see that happening unless people like us and people like Euros influence them accordingly. Because I got into hot rodding because I was immersed in that. I was forced by, James was there when we were in Circuit City, and my friend Taryn, they made me go to the track. And then I got immersed and I just head first. If we don't expose the youth to it, it's not gonna happen. Um, future Honda engine giveaway from a BC, a BC built K. Jay, that's a really good, Jay the finisher, that's a really good idea. I need to talk to American Honda about that. Let me do that and, and, and get back to you because I wouldn't mind doing that. And if I want to build a K, it wouldn't be a classic K. It would be probably something along the newer K series, the newer K, the K20C. It would probably be something along those lines, you know? How do you feel about Skylines? I love them. Whether it's classic to new, I love them. I don't have a relationship with Nissan yet. Kind of dipping my toe in the water with that. But if I were to do something, I wouldn't mind building a, a new GTR and a classic one just to show an old school and new school. The RB24, RB25, RB26, I love those power plants. They're absolutely fantastic. I'm also even a slight fan of the, R, R, the SR20 DET, but I like Skylines indeed. I feel that that is a proper Japanese supercar. Shout out to Remo Beast. Thank you so much for joining indeed. Opinion on the Dodge Demon? It's Yablo what? Yabo, yeah, it's your boy Lewis. There you go. It's your boy Lewis 05. I think the demon is awesome. To be able to legally have that kind of power, and you know the demon has two keys. It has a black and the red, and the red key just unleashes all type of hell. And the fact that for a daughter you can have this track pack that allows you to have skinny tires for the front, a toolbox, and all that fun stuff. I love Dodge. You know, I, I've been always partial to Dodge. You know, on the Viper, on a couple of them actually. Um, a very good friend of mine and the godfather of my son is Rob Gilles, head of uh, global design for Stellantis, and also former CEO of SRT. He's, he had a lot of influence on the design of Dodge Demon, so it even makes it more special to me. If you have the opportunity to have one, or if you own one already, kudos to you, which is great, you know? Ever do a flex field conversion on a 97.2 DFI Cayman Boxer? Can you use Cobb to tune? You can use Cobb to tune it, but I've never done a flex field. Uh, conversion on those vehicles. Sometimes you have the capability, um, even as a coder, to be able to do that using maybe a secondary O2 input, a zero to five to accept um, input from a continental-based flex fuel sender. Um, but I haven't done that. And then, you know, I, might, I just haven't had the need. And right now, with how things are going with EPA, maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe I won't. Do you use Dutton Dakota batteries on a K3V? Absolutely, I do. I do indeed. Have you ever seen the EV4 that did 8.2 and a quarter? Yes, I did, Ashin Campbell, and that particular vehicle has a lot of technology that I admire. It has batteries from a very, very reputable source. It has Cascadia motors and inverters. It has an AM EV controller on it and dash. Yes, they, they really are doing it, and that's just a tip of the iceberg. Any minute now, I think it did better than 
But any minute now, it's going to dip into the sevens. And that's just the beginning. One thing I did notice is that with that program, and I heard this through some engineers, that because of the torque that that Mustang was emanating, standard regular slicks were shredding. So they had to do something very clever to prevent the torque from just shredding the slicks on one launch. It's just so much amazing opportunities there. And, and you know, the future of hot riding is bright, being able to use EVs. I'm really excited, really, really deep inside indeed, you know? I just wish I had someone to teach me everything I could so I could work on cars, says Elias Churchill. And Elias, 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 I feel your pain. The reason why I do this, the reason why I take time, and this is my 180th episode of the Beast Mode Tech Tuesday here at Porsche Ontario, is because when I came to this country and I wanted to learn a lot about cars, I was very limited to what I could learn. I'd go to shops, people didn't want to help. Um, even if they worked on my car, they wouldn't share with me what they were doing. It's not that I want to replicate what they were doing, I just want to learn. I was curious. I want to be able to have that insight, especially as an engineering student. And one individual, John Consciaudi, founder of AEM, is who took me under his wing. And that being said, that is what's going on. And um, this is my way of giving back. I am here to share everything I can around everything I know when it has to do with automobiles. And uh, whether it's carbureted inline fours I started with, to turbocharged, small displacement, high RPM engines, to flat six twin turbo setups, to nullification. I'm all about it and I'll share my thoughts. And here we go with electric classic mini saying exactly, EVs can have a soul too and that's true. That's one of the things that really dissuade me from doing electric conversions or even playing around with EVs for years. Because I listen to my peers in the automotive space where people are telling me, EVs are for tree huggers, they're for people who wear hemp sandals, they are for individuals who, who just, just don't care about performance. Oh, it has no soul. Boy, are they wrong. My K3V, the EV vehicle I built, is so much fun. Oh my God. <laughs> it is the most, it's, and, and then it has this mechanical wine that sounds like a supercharger. It's spectacular. And guys, for those of you who feel otherwise, um, maybe from the experience of driving, let's say, a Prius or, or an electric sport compact vehicle, and, and, or a vehicle that's, you know, maybe a, a, a non-performance Tesla. I get it, it's kind of quiet inside and that's by design because the majority of customers want that. But I'm telling you if, you, if you drive a performance EV, it's a whole different ballgame. And Danny is asking, Danny Gerald Ocus is asking my thoughts on Rimac, sick. Mate is a guy who I like a lot. So Mate Rimac is the owner and founder of Rimac. I don't know how much he owns now because a lot of OEMs have really you know, got involved with him, but he had this whole journey that's just absolutely fascinating. He started with a BMW that he used to drift, blew his petrol engine up, I'm like, what the hell? I blew up my motor, I'm kind of tired of this, and one of the applications that was a lot more robust, a lot more reliable, so he went electric. And from there, he just got a lot of notoriety, and he's in the Czech Republic, I, I remember, and he got a lot of notoriety, and from there just built this multi-million dollar company where they design you know, components, controls for electric vehicles, even I think they put together battery cell technology and so on and so forth, and create supercars nowadays that are just, just mind-dumbing. So I love what he's about. I've been watching him from afar. Maybe one day I get to meet him. Maybe one day we get to do a Tech Tuesday in the Czech Republic in its facility. But um, I, I really admire what he's done and look forward to what the future has in store with him, you know? I like the SR20 as well, says Taiwan. as long as the rods and bearings are upgraded. I hear you, I hear you, brother, you know? Drag Cartel 2.4, 4 Series, or Ultra 2 Camp from Skunk are my two options right now. So, 
give Jeremy, give Jeremy a call at Drug Cartel. Find out what he recommends. Um, because I know his chems are pretty robust. Give him a call. He's, he's California, he's local. He will tell you the proper BTC chem you're to use, by all means. Dancer Liz, I'm glad you didn't miss it as well. Remo B says, hey bro, I'm a big fan of Porsche, but I bought a Lambo because of my, my girlfriend forced me to. Remo, that's cool, roll with us, you drive your Lambo, I'll drive my Porsche, we'll have a lot of fun. But nothing's wrong with having a secondary vehicle, especially if you're looking for an EV, there's some take-ons here, there are quite a few here on site. Right here in front of me, there's a beautiful blue one, beautiful, I don't know, rose color? There's some white ones outside, hey, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I just really do love the fit and finish and reliability of Porsche. They're just absolutely fantastic. And, for those of you who may not know, if you're ever bored, put a Lambo on the lift, put a Porsche on the lift, and just walk underneath the car, and just look at the construction of the vehicles. And let me know what your thoughts are. It's pretty interesting, you know? Have you ever heard of Mitch Medford, says Kovot, Kovot, you're here, good seeing you, brother. Kovot is a fellow engineer, very good hardcore enthusiast, I love him very much, came down during the pandemic, and we safely did some business together, what a great guy. He's asking, have I heard of Mitch Medford, and it's Zombie 22 Electro Mustang, yes, that's the, the black and like the green on it, and I think he's based in Texas. I've seen this stuff. Everyone who drives this car, or I guess they don't drive it, they really ride it and say, oh my God, this is amazing. I've seen this stuff, and I think his whole rear tray is like full of battery cells, and it's pretty, pretty gnarly looking. So yeah, I am familiar with him indeed, Corbolt. Congratulations to the 180 cent Solis. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that indeed, my friend. Thank you. Where's the Honda Shuttle? It is over in the office. I'm in Ontario, so it's not too far away from here, but it's in the office at this motor. Hello, Leo Bagonas. Good to see you indeed. Ah, I'm great, Florida Rhythm. I am great. Hopefully all is well. Aziz wants me to come to Turkey. I have never had an invitation to Turkey. I wonder how that area is. And let me know how the call culture is there. I've seen a few things on Instagram, but nothing pretty hardcore. Let me know. High Class Customs says, what's up? Congratulations on the show. You deserve all the success. Thank you so much. I'm actually heading back to an undisclosed location to do some more voiceovers today. So that being said, thank you so much. And the show he's talking about, guys, is the Motor Mythbusters show. It's a wonderful show, a reboot of the classic Mythbusters series. There's a Mythbusters alumni, um, Tori Belici, who's part of the entire gang. Then I'm there as well, and Faye Hadley, hardcore, real deal lady from, you know, All Girls Garage, lives out in Texas. She's really hardcore, which is amazing, you know? So um, we had a lot of fun, blew a lot of stuff up, confirmed a few myths, dispelled a few, and a few that were plausible. But it comes out on early access via the Motor Trend app, 4th of August. So get your app ready. I think it's like $2.99 a month. It's very cost effective. Should be good. Should be good indeed, you know? Guess I'm a local celebrity, says Kovo. Just wish I could find a garage space in the Bay to start my project. I hear you, brother. Bay Area where you live is ridiculously expensive. Guys, for those of you who don't know about the Bay Area, it's like the San Francisco Bay Area is what we're talking about. From what I gather, if you make 80, 90,000 a year, that's a poverty level. That's how crazy expensive it is there. I remember going to San Francisco trying to find a hotel, and I think the majority of hotels were like $800 a night. It was bananas, you know? Matin, 3539, good seeing you. High Class Customs says your inspiration. Thank you so much, indeed. John Klinger, hello from Ohio. Thank you, John. I may be visiting Ohio soon, so I'll keep you posted. API Chris, come down here. It's amazing. Chris, I'm telling you, this place is amazing. There's some projects in the back that they're doing. Everything from, there's a classic long hood there. There's another classic looking G-body. They're building a classic, um, you know, uh, Targa in the rear. They have a 991 race car. They have a rose color Taycan. They have a Cayenne Turbo right here. On the other side, they have a Macan Turbo. There's so much variety. It's an, these guys are hardcore. Come by here and they ship cars all across the country. If you see something you like, 
There's a low mileage 997 Turbo right there in a beautiful deep red, sick. I've never seen a 997 with that low miles. It's amazing, you know, trade-in, beautiful, you know? Hey BC, you think I can daily drive my K24 with billet aluminum pistons and rods? So, youngster323, here's my take on aluminum rods. Answer is yes, especially if you don't live in the snow belt. And what I mean by snow belt is, here's what happens. If it's snowing, it's very cold and you have aluminum rods, which are, by the way, amazing. I love aluminum rods because they are great in terms of being able to R&D with them. So they're cost effective to be able to replicate. They are very lightweight, so you don't have to go to crazy titanium route to be able to do that. They are variable compression devices. And you may think, what do you mean by that? Well, aluminum rods are variable compression devices because when they are cold, the aluminum rods are shorter. And you have to do that to be able to have proper piston valve clearance. Depending on your piston weight, you may hover anywhere from 40 to maybe even 50, dare I say on domestic, 60 thou piston head clearance, unlike what you do about 25 to 30 on, on steel rods. And what happens is, since you have to give that clearance, and as your engine warms up and running, it kind of expands and gets to a normal, nice compression height. So, here's what happens. You start up the vehicle at first when it's cold, and what you notice is that the static compression is lower. Easier to start the car, very easy to get it going, and as your engine warms up, it expands and then has the opportunity to give you proper compression. So it's pretty cool. The challenge is, as the rods expand, as your engine gets hot, if you're in a snow belt and you throw some cold oil onto the rod, it could shatter it. So I wouldn't drive aluminum rods in the snow. Also, based upon it being aluminum, the shelf life or service life is not as long. I typically service aluminum rods after 40,000 miles of street activity. When I drag race, I keep going until something goes wrong. But on street activity, 40,000 miles, time to switch them out just on the safe side. So I hope that helps. Progress on the restoration. Tell you what, Ashen Campbell. In a moment, I'll go to the back. We'll take a look. Maybe you'll join me. We'll see how far they've gone with it. I know it's coming on very quickly. Hi, Daniel Sosa, CO1. Good seeing you indeed. Um, car prices in Turkey are very expensive. I'm, I kind of figured that, you know. How pricey your country? It depends. Give me an example of a car, and maybe I'll throw at you what we have. But it's very easy to see. You can go online, do a Google search in your country, look at somewhere in California, and it can pretty much tell you how much cars are, you know. Thank you for answering my question, says FMRR. I will contact Dry Cartel. Fantastic. Tell Jeremy I said hi. Tell him BC said hi indeed. Matt Pat from the UK. I'll be on Neck of the Woods very soon. I think I'll be in the UK second, maybe third week of August. Hmm. Anyway. I'll stick around, says Uparse. I appreciate you sticking around. Thank you so much. And for sticking around, I am here in a lovely facility in the heart of Ontario, California, next to the very popular Ontario Airport, Ontario International Airport. I am in Porsche, Ontario. Variety of cars here, absolutely gorgeous. Convertibles, Targas, old, new, air-cooled, water-cooled, race cars, street vehicles, EVs, they have it here, you know? Thank you, Scuderia7, says, BC, you're a legend. Appreciate the kind words. Um, Wagon Mike is saying, listen in at work. Hello, BC, RPM Act Talk, Honda S300s are legal. That's weird you say that. We talked, we had a whole talk last week on the RPM Act. So if you haven't, here on Instagram, or you see it on YouTube, subscribe to BC Motor YouTube. Indeed, and you can see it. I talked about the EPA and the Clean Air Act. The RPM Act is actually something that we're trying to get signed to help repeal this. And in a nutshell, Wagon Mike, it's not just Honda S300s, it's everything that has to do with modification of, modification of fuel and ignition parameters in an internal combustion engine car. Modifying anything that has to do with emissions, 
hard or digitally. And when I say hard, like catalytic converter, induction, exhaust, headers, or even digitally using an ECU to modify quantum, whether it's flashing or so on and so forth. The EPA is sending out agents to raid and find facilities for selling components that have to do with that. The only vehicles that should be on a track are cars that either you don't touch at all, bone stock, factory cars, maybe suspension and aero, or purpose-built cars, tube chassis race cars. It is illegal to take any internal combustion vehicle and remove emissions equipment for street or track duty. And they're tracking, tracking down on that. And one thing I noticed is that maybe the agents are going on Honda websites looking for dealers for Honda and just going after them one at a time. So that's what's going on so far. If you haven't signed the RPM Act, go to SEMA.org. Please go to SEMA website, sign it, talk to your congressperson, send letters, send emails, whatever you need to do, because this can really kill our industry. We need an environment where it is still legal for us to build race cars. There's nothing wrong with removing components for a race car that's off-road use only. That's what we want. And whether we use exotic fuels or not, the imprint on emissions is so minimal. So minimal. Um, it's just absolutely crazy. So that being said, we'll see what happens. Do you know anything about the fuel, the Porsche, about the fuel Porsches developing? There are quite a few Sandman 95EG. A lot of companies that are really investing heavily in synthetic fuels. Um, everything from Formula One to Porsche to British Petroleum. There are so many companies who are doing a good job in doing this. One thing I do know is that it doesn't use organic base as a fuel base like you would with crude oil. So there's no distillation, there's no using crude from the soil, nothing of that nature. But one thing I do know is that the energy density of the fuel is not as high as what you would see with regular gasoline. Meaning, for every pound of fuel burnt, whether you're looking at the unit of fuel or the unit of air where it's being consumed, the energy output is lower. What that means is that you can have a lower output compared to organic fuel. Maybe that will change, maybe they'll add some oxygen nets to make that not happen, so on and so forth, but the fuels right now look like they could be compatible with regular combustion engines, but they don't put out the same power. But I'll keep it posted as I learn more, because I may end up convincing the network for us to do something clever where we can probably do some kind of myth about it um, in the event we get a second season. Ever worked on a bath? No, I have not at all. BK2 Messes, are you mad at me, brother? Absolutely not, sir. Um, BK2, you kind of know me. I'm super crazy and mad busy. I'm even traveling today and I come back by the weekend. So no, I'm not mad at you at all. I haven't forgot you at you at all indeed. Meet Kaiser and finish the Moby X. Yes. Well, Moby X is, hmm, hmm, it's getting very close. But I've met Kaiser before quite a few times, actually. We process this Porsche Ontario definitely has the most beautiful Porsches. Are they on Instagram also? Oh my God, it is my fault. Totally my fault. Yes, they are. Search for Porsche Ontario, one word, and they are here. Follow them. Good seeing you, sir. Follow them. I love these guys. Not only do I look at this as a place for me to buy my next Porsche 911 or Taycan, or the case may be. I have cars. My friend James' cars here. My friend. Um, um, oh, what am I doing? Black. What am I doing? Black. Um, oh my God! Not a Sora. I have two of my friends' cars here right now. I'm just. I haven't had lunch, so I'm quite hungry. So I'm totally forget. Addison, there you go. Addison's car is here. James' car is here. My own vehicles here. I have a 991 here getting service. My air conditioning system. This is my place to go to to buy and service vehicles. So please follow them. You know, I see quite a few of you here on Instagram. 
When we're done, go and follow Porsche Ontario. They are great individuals indeed. You should build a fully electric CRX. That would be awesome. I'd love to keep it front-wheel drive too. I know a lot of people say, hey, BC, if you do an electric, we'll make it rear-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. Front-wheel drive would be awesome. That'd be great indeed, you know? What are your thoughts on a 1.5 turbo in a Civic FK7? Love your content, man. Urban boy, that'd be cool. That's cool. Um, the 1.5 turbo is a vehicle, the L15, I like a lot. Uh, because it's a very lightweight power plant, has a ton of potential in terms of modifications and abilities. Um, my friends back east, uh, they've had a great opportunity making, wow, deep triple digits with that particular power plant. And I'm talking about the guys from, um, wow, today is just a weird day for me. Oh my God. Um, uh, Patrick and his team back east, they are doing a smashing job in really focusing on the L15 and creating great products. And that company's name is PRL. So you may have heard of them. Hit them up if you haven't. They're very good guys indeed. Hello, Jesus Drinks Beer. Interesting name. Good seeing you indeed. What up, Erwin? BB6. Thoughts on 944? You know, JF, I don't know if you know, but the 944 was supposed to replace the 911. It is a vehicle that's 100% through and through Porsche has an FR layout, which means front engine rear wheel drive, extremely balanced, makes a formidable track car. I like them a lot. It's just because the 911 stayed there and ended up being a discontinued model. And some people look at them as not very good performance vehicles. No, there is a proper Porsche. And I've seen clean examples that just look absolutely stunning. And then I've seen 944s put damage in here at the raceway. And I've seen some people attempt to even electrify 944s. I like them a lot. I like them, indeed. Scudero 7 says 10 cows emit more carbon a year than 50 cars. <laughs> You're probably right. But you know what? I'm not an advocate really of like spewing hydrocarbons into the atmosphere courtesy of driving around race cars on the street. That's not my thing. I don't like that at all. Um, I'm an advocate, however, if I get into some kind of politics in being able to make sure that individuals do use, you, you know, utilize flex fuel or ethanol. And I think there should be, in my opinion, if I were in positions of power, I think E85 should be a fuel that should be allowed because the emissions are not so bad. And if you have a high flow catalyst and one that's respected and authorized, that should be allowed to happen. And then electrification, of course, is a good thing. And then for racetracks, do whatever you want. For goodness sake, some of these politicians have private jets that spew way more hydrocarbons into the air than any of us could do racing for a season. It's crazy, you know? So that being said, my pleasure, Sandman EG5. Um, Blessie. Um, I cannot help you tune up both right now. I have ceased all tuning uh, services at Bisimoto until I see what goes on with this whole EP Act. So I wouldn't be able to help you with that, unfortunately. John Klinger, I agree with you. Porsches are absolutely beautiful cars. The Kia Carnival, I like Ricky. I don't know why you said that, but the first time I saw a Kia Carnival was when I was out in Ventura and I saw this one in a complex where I was staying. And I thought, damn, that's a clean minivan. That thing looks awesome. I want to build one. I think it's, I think it make a great performance minivan. I think it's clean. It's just the body lines are absolutely gorgeous. I like it a lot, Ricky. Hopefully as well. Okay, bye. It's good seeing you. Cam 9177 is a sexy stud. Thank you for the kind words. H17R says, I'm not speaking English. I'm so sorry, but try and learn. It's a wonderful language. I had to learn it. It's great indeed. Manurkade. Why are you called? Hopefully I'm saying it properly. From Argentina, thank you so much for joining my 180th episode. 
and I'm here in Port Ontario having a good time with all of you, my family from all across the globe. Not feeling quite hot today, not 100% because I'm kind of dealing with some stuff personally, but it will come to pass. But on the same token, I'm having a good time with my friends here at Ontario Porsche, at Porsche Ontario, and also with each and every one of you from around the world. You're, you, you're in love with me. Thank you so much, H17R. I appreciate the love indeed. Um, my favorite WRX, of course. My favorite WRX, favorite. Wow. I would go for an 07 STI. I, I like those. Very much, very hard back box support. I like the body lines of the 07. I like to put my touch on it. I just don't have a relationship with Subaru. And once I do, I'll build a new and probably an 07. Long Beach State Love says Augie Strong. Thank you so much. That's my alma mater. Hopefully yours as well. How about a clean internal combustion engine? Those can be done. As a matter of fact, those can exist. My pleasure indeed, JTF. Oh, yes, you should get one. And do before they start going up. Because you know what typically happens. 911 prices go up, then 914, which a 914 is a pretty good one. I may even have a 914 for sale very soon. Anyway, so 914s are pretty good. And the 904 is very soon prices are going up. Then 928's price is already going up. Tell you, keep it up. Should I work for the money? Says John Williams on. My dad is a multimillionaire. I already have four supercars and one matching for me. Still, should I work on joy? Both. Eat your cake and have it too. Do something you enjoy. Find a pastime that you enjoy and indulge. You know, there's something gratifying about being able to create things yourself, even if you do come from me. So John, growing up, I had everything I wanted. But even when I came to the United States, and to my father's chagrin, and he laughed at me, I told him, don't send me any more resources, I'm gonna take care of myself. And being a self-made man is absolutely fantastic and very, very enjoyable. So, John, even though your father is very comfortable financially, do yourself a favor. Find something you enjoy. You like cars, which it looks like you do. Start a car facility. Uh, start a rap company, um, do EV conversions, um, start up a chain of oil changing facilities, um, get a gas station, just race, do something, have fun. And then a wise person once told me, love what you do and you never work a day in your life. So if you love working on cars and you love supercars and you enjoy doing it, you'll be enjoying and having a good time and meeting great people and networking. Make your father proud. Don't just sing your laurels, enjoy. Where can we go to oppose, says Vamp RR? Go to SEMA's website. So type in Google SEMA, I think it's SEMA.org, but please do, and follow it, and you look for the RPM Act, and they will have a link for you to be able to do your due diligence, you know? I haven't watched Fast 9 yet, Uri Parse. I have not, indeed, so sorry, you know? Hopefully you can feel better as soon as the situation passes. Yes, John, thank you so much. It will. It's, uh, it's a personal thing, but I'm handling it. Um, it will come to pass. Things will be good. I'm taking a positive you know, stake on this. And when all comes to pass, I feel all parties will be very nice and happy. So it should be good. How did your electric Porsche do on the track? Quite well. One thing about electric cars a lot of people don't know about, especially performance ones, is they perform extremely well at a high states of charge. When you get the lower states of charge, it's not as really crazy not as great it's still fantastic you know but it's not as exciting as when you have a high state of charge and to explore that i'll give you a little teaser please watch the first season of modern mythbusters starting out in august we explored something along the lines and the results will shock you will surprise you you know having funny used price prices have inflated used car prices or values impacted any price you have planned not yet 
So luckily for me, I did, I did have quite a decent arsenal of Porsches to work on. So not yet, but we'll see what happens in a few. There's someone misbehaving here, so I'm gonna have to excuse him from this. Um, okay, there we go. Okay, so guys, that's a slice of heaven. I'm gonna go out and come back in and we'll explore the project they have in the back and take a look and see what's going on. But thank you for joining me on this 180th episode of the Decent Tech Tuesday. Um, thank you, Porsche Ontario, for being a great host, as always. Thank you for allowing me to sit in front of this beautiful 991, which is absolutely gorgeous. And to get more insights on this vehicle and their restoration project that they're doing for Porsche, this classic, you know, Porsche Classic Challenge, Restoration Challenge 2021, follow my friends at Porsche Ontario. Leave here, follow them, and when you're done, go to YouTube, put in BC Moto, follow the YouTube, pay, YouTube page, click for notifications as well, and subscribe. All right, guys, have a great one. Good seeing you, and stay safe. See you next week. Bye-bye.